Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, bienvenue and welcome to the second annual Rogue Opinions Podcast Awards. I'm intro extraordinaire Michael Truly. What could be more having your own podcast than inventing an award ceremony entirely about celebrating the last year of your own content? The only thing I can think of is plugging your own podcast on another podcast, which reminds me, you can find my show, Night Drive, wherever you consume your podcasts. Without further ado, here are Nathan Greenaway, Carl Pierce, and Scott McLeod to dish out the trophies. Uh. Hello everybody and welcome to the second annual Rogue Opinions Anniversary Awards, aka the Pat on the Back, where we take a look back at the last year or so of Rogue Opinions, be astonished at the fact that we haven't been cancelled yet, and talk about how great we were and what good jobs we did. I am your host for these awards, Scott McLeod, and thank you to Michael Truly for that intro. That was truly... See what I did there? Something special. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here till Thursday. Uh, you invited Jack Whitehall. Jesus. <laughs> well, he would have been better than who I've got here. As he just interrupted me there. Greenaway uh, is back uh, for these awards. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing, man? You, you ready to basically we'll talk about how good we are? Always. That's the only reason I agreed to do this. <laughs> uh and also, it was uh, filling in this trio is perhaps the most humble member of the Rogue Fiends team. He's still up for uh, some patting on the back. Uh, it's Carl Pierce. Hello. Yes, I'm here. And it comes with great age and maturity, my humbleness. I mean, if you can't set up your own podcast and then can't use it to talk about how great you think you are, then what even is the point? Am I right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy unfortunately isn't here he did ask for a certain amount of money to be back for these awards they had to humbly remind him that we don't get paid for this and so he's boycotted these he's boycotted these awards so, so but you know who needs him uh, exactly. exactly we don't need him yeah. he's not going to win do you think yeah. He he most definitely wasn't fired during that annual spring clear out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one think... where we uh, where we finally got rid of Primo Cologne. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll be he'll be fine, you know. I mean, nothing untoward happened to him, you know. I mean, nobody's ever questioned what happened to some other people who have been on this podcast, you know. But they're fine. They just magically decided they didn't want a podcast anymore. They're fine. Stop asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually he'll learn the error of his ways and Jimmy will come crawling through the supplicant's door like Homer did when he had to get his job back at the nuclear plant and we'll be standing over and thinking well, well, well <laughs> he'll be back when he's got another show to promote <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will and obviously the prize that 
not only us within the group of Rogue Things, but some people out with the podcast who we've come across the last year. More on that when we discuss the categories. Uh, we're taking all these prestigious Rogue Things anniversary awards. Uh, I did ask Rahul to design these awards, similar to the uh, look of uh, a BAFTA award, but instead the face, I said I wanted it you know, sculptured in the style to look a bit like Lee Pace. But Rahul clearly doesn't know who Lee Pace is or what he looks like. So Rahul basically just designed them after himself. So it's a giant golden sculpture of Rahul's face is what each of our award winners will be going for. <laughs> what more could you possibly want? Rahul no, I bet he doesn't know who Lee Pace is. I bet that's 100% true. You should have asked for Matthew McConaughey because Interstellar is the best movie of all time, apparently. So you'd know what he looked like. Interstellar. Pretty sure sure I could hear some dialogue between Matthew McConaughey and Michael Caine from that movie in the background when I phoned him. So I don't think he was paying attention. He was too busy watching the telly. (laughs) I don't ask for much in this world. (laughs) No, not really. Just ask for people to know who Lee Pace is. Of course. I mean, we have a category in this award named after him and everything. I wonder if he's aware of that. I mean, given the fact that we named it after him and he didn't win it last year, if he did know about it, he's, he's not returning our calls anymore. <laughs> dear, dear Lee, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> but on with the awards for you, Ken stand about talking about Lee Pace as much as we'd like to. Uh, we have many categories. I think we have eight different categories to decide. Uh, all but three of these categories were decided in advance. The top three categories, which are Man of the Year, Woman of the Year, and Best Moment, will take some more debate to decide because you know they're very the three most important awards that we have. But the rest have been decided amongst uh, our very you know confident. Uh, Decision board, i.e., us three, and <laughs> we've made the. I believe we've made the right choices, and to read out our first award, best regular podcast, and the list of nominees is I think longer than last year. It is over to Carl Pierce. Hello, yes, I am here to read out the nominees. It's like a Eurovision I wasn't, I, wasn't ex- I wasn't expected to go first. It's, it's caught me off guard. Hello, um, Oslo. <laughs> <laughs> Band to music, nil point. So, up for this most prestigious of awards, the best regular podcast as first nominee is Band to Munich. I mean, that's, you know, I've got two crappy co-hosts, but I'm on it. So it's it's always worth a listen. Bantam Munich sadly can't be here tonight, but they <laughs> they say it will be here next week. <laughs> no, it's been cancelled because West Brom and Arsenal are shite. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so uh, retro Smackdown, Scott's baby that you started off with uh, our very own Jimmy that we mentioned before. Um, he's gone through a few co-hosts, but I think he's got a steady... Uh, steady number two now with uh, is it Rianne? Is it Rianne who's doing it with you? Sam, I've got I get mixed up. It's Sam, it's Sam. That's yeah. it. It's Sam. I think we should, um, we should make a conscious effort from now on to uh, to not say the American's name. Yeah, I don't think we Fair should play. give him any airtime. 
No, no, exactly. Let's just call him the American. Number three, number three on the, the nominees is Grapple Updates, where Scott and Nathan are joined by the American to yeah. talk Grapple Updates. I mean, I'm not on that, so I wouldn't bother with that one. Yeah. Um, I've been on it for like six months. I mean, yeah, it quickly became the thing where me and the American talked about it because... Uh, Nathan decided he couldn't be asked having to watch stuff just to talk about it with us. <laughs> yep. I mean, we, we, we've got it on best regular podcast. I think we've only done about three of them, but you know, <laughs> what's numbers? <laughs> but then we've got Rogue Chronicles, which again, I'm in. I mean, there's Liam. I mean, who cares about Liam? Uh, we'll talk more about him later. Uh, well worth a listen. The Mandalorian part. Uh, hosted by Team Godfather. Did start off with myself and Reese, but again, he cried off for some reason or another. So there you go. Always worth a listen. Bake Off Pod, which is regular in the sense it's recorded when there's a Bake Off. And uh, yeah, Naked Man, one of our uh, longest running podcasts, I believe. Been going since day one. Uh, Nathan and Ben, always bringing you that every week. Can I say this one on live on air? Master debaters. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's been I think one since the last awards, one or two since the last awards. But again, I could do anything that's had more than one episode in the last year. And our final nominee, Room Five Hundred One, hosted by Reese. I've I have been on this one, so again, I can give it the golden thumbs up. I've also oh hosted God. an episode. When Remember when he's... you called Carl humble during the intro? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Happened. You know, he's, he's gone to the host and make it taken over him. Yeah. <clears throat> and the winner is Envelope Please. Uh, did we have enough money for a drum roll? I can't remember. Uh, we can't have a xylophone roll. That's the best we can afford there. We spent far too much on the company credit card. Making these molds of themselves to see how to I knew that was a bad idea. Okay, the winner is Room 501. Ooh. Well done, race. Congratulations. And now over to the man himself to make his acceptance speech. Hello, yeah, just want to say a quick thank you for Route 501 being the uh, best regular show on Rogue Opinions in our anniversary podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful show, hosted by the best host in Rogue Opinions, so of course it was going to be the best. Uh, no, all joking aside, it's a fantastic podcast today, I've had so much fun. Uh, the guests I've had on as well, some of the picks I've had on, I've had are just incredible, just to name a few, Ants, Mint Chocolate. Uh, trees, leaves, Aston Villa fans, because they deserve it. Um, it's a fantastic thing, and I can't wait to get more, right? So thank you for listening. Thank you for this, and here's to many more. Ah, talk about Homeboy. Yeah, that's it. What a legend. I mean, girl, you and Rita, I think, are the most frequent people to pop up across these shows when you think about it, you know, both on Banter Munich I believe it was you guys who started off Mandalorian as you said, you hosted Reese's episode of uh, Revival when it was him putting things into the uh, the bower bin of destiny and uh, Bake Off, I mean 
I forgot that was a thing until I was making we were making these categories and you know for while while it was running while it hasn't been episode in a while there were more episodes in our back catalogue than I remembered there being. Yeah, I mean for someone who when we started up initially didn't really want to do many podcasts, I seem to find myself quite a lot just lately. Uh, that's, how, that's how you win these awards, though. It's just with sheer numbers. Exactly, and I still couldn't win. I still couldn't win, and I'm up fifty percent of them. <laughs> I think, I think Reese uh, made that speech before he knew what the award actually looked like. So I think he's going to have to turn it facing <laughs> the wall, so he doesn't yeah. have to look at Ralph's face all the time. He's happy to accept it, but he just doesn't want to look at it. He'll probably break it into smithereens. You talk about the uh, the beginning. Uh, I just want to have a brief chat before we go into our next award. Talking about the beginning of Rogue Opinions, that has been two years. Like we released it, releasing the podcast on the twenty third of May. Hopefully, that was the date our first ever podcast went up. It was Carl and Rahul talking about Money in the Bank twenty nineteen. But like, I remember like I joked on the last year's anniversary that part of me was like, really, when uh, when Nathan told me what the name of the podcast and the brand was going to be. <laughs> Uh, it was going to be called Rogue Opinions, but you know, it's worked out. Uh, but who actually came up with the name Rogue Opinions? I think that was probably Nathan. Oh, actually, it, I've got no idea. It definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't me. So it was either Nathan or Rahul. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you just threw it out there as a as an option to go with, and we we all decided we liked it. Yeah, I don't remember that conversation. Uh, it's been a long time. But because of that, <laughs> because of that admin error, we were nearly rouge opinions. That's true. We did spell it wrong for a few days. Uh, yeah. All three of us didn't notice for about two weeks, I think. Yeah, it was a while. It took longer than it, than it should. No. There we go. We got there in the end. I think, um, trying to actually think back, I think it was me that came up with it. I can't remember because there was another name. I can't remember what it was now. I mean, it just, around yeah, for a couple I... of days, but that was a long time ago. I mean, Nathan's trying to bounce around the fact that Naked Men podcast wasn't just going to be the name of him and Ben, so he wanted the whole brand to be called that. So it would have Naked Ben since Rogue Retro Smackdown, you know, we should have been just not talking about Naked Midian. <laughs> the Naked Men podcast, that name literally came from, and we had no name for ages. Mm-hmm. And then there was a joke on the podcast because Ben lives in Taipei where it is crazy hot all the time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, if I don't have my aircon on, we'd just be two naked men doing a podcast. <laughs> and don't know why I was going to be naked as well because I live somewhere very cold. But, uh, <laughs> but then, it, then, it's, then it, unfortunately it stuck. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever get big enough to be sent a cease and desist order from that. Uh, is it like a little Welsh band or something that call themselves Rogue Opinions as well? Yeah, there I is know. a band as well, but they haven't released music for ages. So if you type Rogue Opinions into Google, at least where I am, we come up first. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> so they, they and I don't think they've really claimed any copyright for the name. And I'm not suggesting we should. But I'm saying if they've not released music for a certain amount of time and they've like not got copyright then after a certain amount of time it becomes free to use <laughs> and we should we own that music now mm-hmm. yeah maybe we'll try and get them on the show. maybe we'll try and get them on the show maybe that'll be my mission for year for year three we just try and get the band on the show yeah rogue opinions on rogue opinions yeah there you go I mean, that's a task that's quite interesting but um, it, it's weird because like i sometimes forget ben's technically part of the group because he does mainly do 
I think the only other podcast outside of Nike Ben he's done is that one episode of Master Debaters, me, you, and him did. And because like he's not obviously probably good Jack because he mainly does this, but you know, it's weird to think he's been basically one of the originals of the the podcast, even though he's not part of the group chat. Well, he was doing he was doing wrestling podcasts before Rogue Opinions, mm-hmm. uh, when we were simply a magazine. <laughs> and <laughs> so we, uh, we broke through the ropes and uh, we came yes. out with our rogue opinion. <laughs> there you go. We, we did it. Whatever that. God, I can't remember what that fucking thing was called now. Rope oh, break. You and him did. Rope, rope break. break. Yeah. 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 Now the show we did was create a mark because mm-hmm. I just made him watch wrestling every week. But then now I don't watch wrestling either. So that could really become like some sort of inception thing where someone shows me wrestling and then I show it to Ben. That's basically what our Mania 37 preview was. Where I What's the only, was the only idiot who was willing to do it? <laughs> Ben's, a, Ben's like the silent partner. I'd never yeah. even watched WrestleMania this year. <laughs> oh, I actually talk about, talk about the series. I'm very happy with all the shows they've done. You know, I enjoyed being on Room 501. Uh, even though I'm angry that cats didn't go in. Can't put cats. I like cats. Uh, cats cannot go in. The animal or the musical or the film, uh, which is also a musical. The animal. The animal. You wanted to put actual cat. Oh, yeah, he did. I remember that. Jesus. I'm more of a dog person. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but that's extreme to want to put them in. I know. Well, we would have gone to a good cause. They would have warmed up some homeless men. So <laughs> 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 my, my point was some of these shows. I was like, I'm very happy. You scream, Rachel's man just got my baby. It kind of became so when lockdown started and I was bored, I thought, fuck it, let's Jimmy, I don't know when Jimmy's going to be able to do this again, so fuck it, I'll, I'll make it something different. But I remember when Jimmy had been talking about doing a review of uh, Spider Pilot before we started Rogue Pines, when we were over at Rope Break. Uh, I legit thought this was a one-off because it was it happened to be 20 years uh, since Smackdown started. I thought it was just a one-off looking back at the pilot. It was only through, halfway through the review that I realised, like, oh, this is a regular thing. But I was, I wasn't, I was, uh, wasn't unhappy about it because me and Jimmy hadn't done really that much. Just me and him, because it's been, it kind of became me, him, and you, Nathan, doing a lot of stuff. So I was happy to do that series when he was a part of it. But I did yeah. not realise he wanted it to be a regular thing. Well, it's always fun to go back and watch old things, things that are just littered with nostalgia. Exactly. I mean, the trouble with rope breakers, it was like a bureaucracy. You had to have like 10 hours of discussions to to get anything done. That's why we decided to break away and create our own thing. It's <laughs> true. The good old true. days. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on, but we need to go into our next category. Uh, we talked about Room 501 and Retrospective, but and through those, we had some uh, interesting guests appear on Rogue Pines to give their opinions. And we also managed the opportunity to get some uh, some interviews thanks to The American, who I realise I've actually said his name multiple times before this. So this uh, is, uh, it's it's been noted. Sorry. I'm just going to bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be censored. <laughs> but I think we've had enough uh, people come onto the podcast uh, that we can now start a new category, a category we didn't have last year. Uh, best guest. I'll read the nominees out. Uh, obviously, Reen and Sam started off as guests, but they've crossed that boundary and are now full members of the team. So, obviously, they're not in consideration for this award. But you try telling, by explaining that to Sam and he blocks 
Now you're listening somewhere, Sam. <laughs> and so, the nominees for best guest are Jess, KJ, Ben Martin, Consumable Pete, <laughs> Jenny Bunny. These are all people who have been on Room 5.1 in case some people may have missed their episodes. Uh, we have Dits from Project Dits. Uh, my friend David Campbell, who joined me on the Armageddon review. Uh, Mike Philpott, who joined me on Richard Matt during a couple of episodes of that, plus the Royal Rumble review alongside Sam. And then we have the people from uh, Pro Wrestling Magic that we got to the chance to interview. We have Mr. Darius Carter, Shane Fair, the Meadowlands monster Lou Bruno, and that 90s chick, Erica Lee. Strong, strong uh, guests there. We've been happy to have them on and we invite any of them to come back on at some point in the future and we're hoping to get more guests over the next year and beyond. And dial phone at the ready. Our, your winner of the first ever Rogue Opinions Guest of the Year Award is Eric Kelly. Very well deserved that. I wasn't even supposed to be on that interview. But, you know, one of the greatest moments uh, of not only my time at Rogue but maybe my podcasting career was when I found out she was also a fellow Asian file. And we go over to that night chick and the current Pro Wrestling Magic World Champion, by the way, uh, for her comments on the award. I have won Guest of the Year for the second annual year-end awards for the Rogue Opinions podcast, which basically means I'm better than whoever won the first year because if they were that good, they would have had them on again and then they would have won again. But instead, they liked me better. Erica Lee, guest of the year for Rogue Opinions podcast. And you know what? They made the right choice. Looking forward to my trophy coming in the mail. <laughs> All right, our DJ Erica, we will be sending you this weird Rahul shaped statue in the post, and it should be ready to be in 46 weeks. I'm sure she can hardly wait. <laughs> she probably can. <laughs> that was like a, a, a weird destiny moment because, as you say, Scott wasn't even meant to do that interview. It was meant to be me. The night to pull out for. The reason I can't remember now, I was probably had to work. And uh, so Scott filled in last minute. And little did he know that halfway through that interview, he would find a best friend. <laughs> uh, there's always a magical moment when you make a new friend. It's like that scene Step Brothers. <laughs> Become best friends. <laughs> exactly like that scene in Step Brothers. I was going to say, it is a cracking interview and it's well worth uh, going through our back catalogue to, to check out if you if you missed it or haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame about the host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the less said about him, the better. But Scott, you were great. And Eric Lee is always great. I, I hadn't done a lot of interviews. Really. I'd done the occasional one with other podcasts and stuff like that, but I was out of practice. So that week was really a good opportunity for me to get back into the next like, things because we actually recorded the Darius Carter interview that same night like later on uh, afterwards and that was a great interview as well I think any of those program management could have easily won because uh, like there were some great guys we got to talk to I mean it was weird doing the shade one because 
it started off kind of as an interview, but then over the course of because it got spread into two, it kind of just became a regular eighteen podcast, but just with a fourth person on, and became much more casual, which I wasn't sure how we were going to do because, well, one, I wasn't sure Shane could understand me. We did have that battle to uh, to peel back the curtain on a different podcast that we did the other day, which is my other podcast, That Ain't Sport. And mm-hmm. Carl won't know this, but we were we were recording the episode, and it's it's me, uh, Sam, who plays uh, Charlotte, and Scott, who obviously plays Aiden. And at the start, it was of the call, all along. <laughs> at the start of the call, um, Sam, who's from Seattle, literally said she couldn't understand a word Scott was saying. <laughs> I got on the call. <laughs> which, which, it was really funny. Which I um I understood because I imagine she's not being around around many Scottish people, but like it, it still was funny to me because I don't think of myself as having that strong the strongest of accents like compared to other people I've met from Scotland. So, you know, good good luck to her if she ever decides to visit Scotland and good luck yeah, to her trying definitely. to get around anywhere. Yeah, that was funny. But, but yeah, the, look at how far Rogue Opinions has come. We're now doing an award ceremony for best guest where people like Finn Martin aren't even in consideration. Mm. It's crazy. Crazy times. That's how yeah. bad a guest you were, Finn. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it could be an avid listener. <laughs> I'm sure he's there with his fingers crossed listening to the show. He's probably crying now because he hasn't won a, a little Rahul statuette. Fine. I mean, I, I've actually interviewed Finn I, a couple of years ago, and I'm sure he remembers me and now will hunt me down and ask me why we didn't say uh, <laughs> the award. Yeah, what he'll do, he'll give you an attitude adjustment out of spite because we all know that's his favourite finisher secretly. <laughs> there you go, oh. Finn. And, yeah. uh, so, and, and so KJ. I'm sure Reese sure promised him that he would he was going to win, and he'll be even more disappointed. He'll possibly <laughs> remind us how he was lied to, like how he wouldn't let go of the fact that Mick Foley didn't retire in 2000, and apparently for the rest of the run of Firestorm, whenever Foley was mentioned. He'd make sure to bring up that Foley didn't retire when he said. What do you mean a wrestler didn't retire when they said they were going to? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. No, this is all lies. <laughs> all of it lies. I'm sure this, uh, us talking about Finn this way for him, if he's listening, it must be like a form of punishment for him, which takes us not in the best way uh, over to our next category, best punishment. Jesus, we're going to have a category called most just rough segue for next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first nominee. Okay, that was it was like a punishment to listen to that segue. <laughs> but Nathan, you're going to read out these, which we're, which I'm a bit annoyed the fact that I'm in four out of five of these, which That's means I need to get better at fucking predictions. How many am I in? I'm in three out of five. Of the nominees, but yeah, best best punishment. <clears throat> you know, we often do our predictions contests, and the losers end up doing punishments. Uh, one of these those was a year long one uh, that ended. So for best punishment, the nominees are the greatest Royal Rumble watch along with myself and uh, Mister Four Sensitive, uh, Starcade Two Thousand, which I have no memory of. That was uh, me. And, that was me and Paul doing that, but. We 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 lost at WrestleMania, but it wasn't until after the first year anniversary that we got a chance to get together and record it. So okay. that's why I put it here. 
uh, Scott and Paul watching my favourite matches. <laughs> and uh, then the King of the Ring 95 watch along, which I'm pretty sure I was on. Yeah. And uh, then the most recent one with me, me and Liam meeting for the first time to watch uh, TNA's Victory Road 2009. We did that watch along as well. Yeah. Almost like the mega powers coming together, Liam and Nathan. No, it wasn't. It was more like... What was, what was the bigger punishment? Uh, is it get having to meet Liam or having to watch <laughs> with him? Huh. I don't know. The show wasn't as bad as everyone said it was going to be. So probably meeting Liam. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't that bad. But there's some great punishments. Like the greatest Royal Rumble watch long... I don't think that ended up being that much of a punishment. Mostly because it was just like one match. Mm-hmm. It's like me and you when we had to, we had to do Total Bellas and you actually started enjoying the programme. Yeah, I ended up watching a few more episodes after that. I fell away pretty quick. After like, I think I watched another like three or four episodes and then I, was, I got bored of the show. I'm sure there was only one punishment you've actually hated doing. I think it might have been December to this member, or was it Shasta? One of those two. Because somehow Shasta you might... was, Shasta was really bad. And uh... oh yeah, I remember that? Jesus Christ, that was a tough lesson. Yeah, Shasta McNasty was really it was a really bad show. <laughs> and uh, it didn't help that we just we we recorded that right after uh, the American talked me into like doing a review of New Japan's London show like two years ago now, and then we decided to do the punishment afterwards. <laughs> and uh yeah it wasn't a great show but still that's again that's only like one episode so it wasn't terrible in hindsight like, the only reason shasta came up and we'll read the order in a second but uh the reason shasta is because like it was it aired the same with the same time that smackdown started as a regular thing and it was on the same network so they had some of the people who guest starting up here in the crowd and i refused to believe until the american started reading out the wikipedia page uh, for the show, which I was uh, they, even then sure he wrote, because anyone could edit Wikipedia, uh, that it was a real thing. I refused to believe the thing existed. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. But yeah, you watch the episode, and then like in the last five minutes, I seem to remember them, I can't, actually I can't remember who, I think it's the main characters and a couple of other people run up to a lift, and the lift opens, and the big show's just in the lift. And he's just, <laughs> it turns out he's in the episode, and uh, and then like, I think Shasta was on like the time slot right after Smackdown was the whole thing but uh yeah that's not even nominated so i don't even know why we're fucking talking about it uh, <laughs> uh but scott how are my favorite matches mm. I mean, some I of them like good the, matches. Uh, eight through five or four uh were actually weren't that bad but you kind of bookended it with some <laughs> real shit because like you, you put you i don't know why you put in like cena versus jbl in that that's a good world. match yeah, or like Edge v Booker T. Like those were good matches. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, I told you it's my favourite matches. And I say, well, wait till you after you read the the, uh, the award winner before I tell you the story. Okay, so the <laughs> who did win? <laughs> Was it my favourite matches that won? Someone hand him the right envelope. <laughs> Someone fire that intern. Graham, you're fired. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to guess then. The uh, I don't have the envelope, guys, but I think the winner is Starcade 2000. 
No, it's my it's my it's your favorite matches. This is Moonlight. That's what I just said, and then you fired the intern. Well, right, I've moonlighted it. Sorry, guys. So, yeah. Sit down, sit down, Moonlight. I'm sorry. The real winner is La La Land. Favorite <laughs> <laughs> matches. <laughs> see, see how see how professional and organized we are here. You won't get this on other podcasts. Hey, you won't get this at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> or Miss World or anything like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my favourite match is one. And, you know, there was like an 80% chance that I was going to probably be involved getting this statue. But, you know what, it's as much Paul's award as mine, so I'm going to post him uh, this Rahul shape thing because, you know, I'm already enough of a winner just being a part of this award ceremony. So I'm going to send this over to Paul, and we're going to hear his thoughts about being the other half of this punishment. Hello, Nathan here. You just heard my voice, but I am speaking on behalf of Paul. When I went round to hand him his Rahul-shaped award, uh, he wouldn't actually speak to me at all because he was uh, too clearly inebriated. Uh, so he just grabbed an eyeliner pencil and scribbled Get It Right on a napkin he had next to his table scrunched it up threw it at me and then just pointed at the door so i promptly left but don't know what he means by get it right but he seemed happy to get his award maybe he wasn't i don't know back to the show ah strong words from paul uh what i was gonna say before is that me and paul had reviewed many at 18 in the past and part of me wanted to go back and get the audio from Mini 18, take the audio we did talking about Booker T and Edge, and try and add it into the podcast to see if you would notice. <laughs> but that didn't end up happening because uh, there is a botch in the match, but when I actually watched it back, that botch aside, it's a good match. But uh, I was very tired, I think, when I first watched it for that review. So after the botch happened, I skipped it. So, yeah. we, so we didn't even talk about Booker TV Edge when we reviewed it. So there was nothing for me to slip into. I thought, oh, God, this hit. Because that podcast does go on for a, a while. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, um, it's a strong list of just good wrestling matches. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't the matches themselves that were the worst part. It was just the fact that I had to, once I watched them, I had to only write down my notes positive things. Positive things, yeah. There was the caveat right in the middle of there. And Carl, I don't know if you noticed, know but one of my top 10 favorite matches is uh, just the film Nacho Libre. Uh, well, so how's that counted as a, a wrestling match? I don't know if you've ever seen the film Nacho Libre, but... Uh, there enough uh, actual wrestlers in it to count, maybe. <laughs> there is. That's it. So Scott and Paul had to watch the entirety of Nacho Libre, <laughs> as well as nine other wrestling matches. <laughs> Number one on the list was uh, Kim Ferdelaine versus John Cena, which we did give credit to Kim Ferdelaine. You know, the biggest positive there was that he, more than our celebrities, properly got what wrestling was all about. And yeah. one of the other ones was uh, Becky and Sefi, uh, Corbin, and Lacey. Corbin and Lacey Evans. Uh, which, I had to get a Lacey Evans one on there, didn't they? And then Nathan tried to pull us up, and then we had to explain that we'd found a loophole and that uh, Brock crashes in on set right after that match, and Paul said something negative about Brock cashing in. And we yes. had to point out on the network and online, wherever you look at the, the match card of that show, that's kind of just a completely separate match 
Therefore, not on the list. Therefore, we were allowed to talk about it in a negative light. What else is in there? Jinder winning the title is in there. I think. The, we have two matches out of the Randy uh, Randy Jinder trilogy. Yeah, that and the Punjabi prison match. <laughs> the greatest wrestling trilogy of all time. Pretty much. <laughs> Goes and without saying. What else, was it? what else was in there that was actually... There was, a, there was one or two other ones that were actually pretty good. WLC, that was a fun watch. WLC. WLC is good. Everyone should like WLC. I'm going to see if I've still got the list. I'm going to... I'm willing to say I doubt it. Uh, no, that's different list. No, I don't have it. But, oh well. I am going to... I am going to find it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll edit this time down. No, these people are, are used to this kind of quality radio. <laughs> They'll be loving it. They'll be loving it. God, I've had to make a lot of lists for podcasts. What is this? Some sort of festival of friendship? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't still have it. Oh well. Isn't it just stored up there in your memory? I mean, it's your favourite matches, after all. No, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't know why I get invited on these nostalgia trips. <laughs> Because you're the only one that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, there is that. It's like, oh, I remember this podcast from 18 months ago? No. <laughs> you know what was a bigger punishment than maybe any of these? Because, like, these, I actually enjoyed Skinner because, well, mainly because I had alcohol through all of them. Like, they brought, like, King of the Ring 95, we talked about how we could have got given a lot worse than we got because when we lost to. Uh, oh, I do remember. The Undisputed Era guys. Uh, we. We had some, we were coming up with we were trying to come up with ideas to give them, which I think would have been a lot worse. That uh, because like I think we we went a bit too high in terms of quality of punishment with cures of wrestling as our first ever proper punishment. Because that after that, after that, nothing feels as bad. I think the way to make a punishment good is it, it's either like got to be obviously with a lot of them being wrestling the punishments are obvious with the bad shows but then you've got to add those little caveats in there where you've got to be positive the whole time or something like that <laughs> yeah which is good but king of the ring 95 was actually just I, I know it's rubbish but it's kind of funny bad yeah so it's... It, it also goes it also went quite quickly it's not that long a show didn't me and you do um Oh, was that film? Was it? Re- is it ready to rumble? Yeah, that was last year. We did. That was ages ago. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't that, was... that bad. I do I hated it. It was like Nathan seems to actively like bad television. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know, there's some fun stuff in that movie if you just take it how it's meant to be watched, which is just kind of dumb bullshit. But like, uh, it was it. It didn't make the best podcast because there wasn't a whole lot to say about it because it wasn't there wasn't any funny stories about making the movie that were worth talking about it's not like that atrocious a movie where there's anything really great there's no real meat on the bone in how the movie's made the movie's made fine it's just a stupid stupid movie so we don't really make the best reviews because you're just there for like 10 minutes you're like well we've done it <laughs> so we watched it. Here it is. We've talked through the story. There's not a lot of interesting stuff to say about it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I've struggled here, and I cannot, uh, sadly, find the uh, the list. But I yeah, think we covered the match. Just go listen to the podcast. 
Yeah, uh, awesome podcast. I think it's on Scott and Paul's Rambling podcast. Uh, yeah, it's on our SP podcast. Rambling on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I and Rachel were properly, we'd, we're, we'd probably had a few drinks before that. We actually started the show. <laughs> I think one of them actually, no, um, one of them was Hardcore Holly v. Rob Van Dam from just an episode of ECW. Oh, yeah. The one where Hardcore Holly like, sliced his back open. Yeah, again, it's, it's a good match. It's actually a good match, yeah. There you go. So it's like kind of like a smattering of punishment with just some quality wrestling in the middle. Yeah, see, like, even outside of that, we do at times try to be positive. We don't want to just shit on and everything, you know, and even though Nathan shit on Harker Ollie when Ian did the December to December. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a hardcore Holly thing. It's a just how do you explain that to ECW fans to replacing Sabu with Spark Plug? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, he's the a reason, legend. The reason you put I put good matches in there was actually just to annoy you guys, because like, oh, you got bad matches, and then it's like I'm forced you to be positive, and then I'm also just putting decent matches in, so they're not even that bad enough that there's going to be a lot to talk about. <laughs> so it's just to irritate you, really. It's a good list, though. You guys should go watch all of them, especially Nacho Libre. Sure. I know we can cut this out, but my dad chooses this is the moment to fucking start hoovering. I don't know if you can hear it. No. No, no. Oh, good. It's fucking annoying me. But, I think I kind of gained particularly a, a new respect for Hardcore Holly uh, after that match, because the match goes on much longer than you'd think uh, after that, because that actually happens fairly early in that table spot. But, you know, sometimes there are people that we don't respect all that much. Sometimes they do that something where it just pisses us off and we can't forgive them. And they end up being the nominees for the category that Carl's going to read out next. The uh, We don't have a big-time fucks uh, category this year because the Hall of Fame has been fairly empty this last year. There hasn't been anybody that's annoyed us that much. But instead, Carl's going to read out the first-ever Rogue Opinions Iron Sheik Jabroni of the Year Award. <laughs> oh, we have to, surely we have to nominate Hogan now if we're calling it that. Take good for that. But yes, um, and these people really are jabronis, believe you me. <laughs> so, first nominee is Al Snow for being a complete dickhead on Scott's brother's podcast and not letting them interview him properly. <laughs> Claiming that while well, I'm, I just watched them for the last month or so as part of Head Cheese, and then he claims there's no such thing as comedy wrestling. It's how the audience perceives that, like you're in a team called Head Cheese. <laughs> that's not, that's not comedy. Well, it wasn't really comedy because it was god awful. But <laughs> um, Ian Milne for his <laughs> war on salt. Regular. <laughs> Regular listeners of uh, Room 501 will know what that's all about. <laughs> Liam Hall for making <laughs> lewd jokes about Scott's mother and for just being Liam Hall, basically. <laughs> and Chris Jericho for saying he's not political said. when donating... <laughs> Thousands of pounds to the Donald Trump campaign for painting in his bald spot on Instagram 
and uh, <laughs> having a concert during a pandemic, and the list goes on and on and on. That's longer than he's split of a thousand and four holds from back in the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't even got armbar written down on here for a start. But yeah. <laughs> well, he can't do one at the moment, can he? <laughs> and um, xylophone at the ready. And the winner of Jabroni of the Year is, of course, <laughs> Mr. Liam Hall. Well done, Liam. Congratulations, Liam. Now, I didn't agree with this one. Um, I mean, I know Jericho is a horrible person. We've we've shit on him uh, enough for the last two years, but Liam mentioned my mother. Yeah, I, just, I, I just don't think Liam did anything wrong. Can we add Nathan to the list of nominees <laughs> too late? Or has it been you, you don't have to try and organise podcasts with him when he's always on a call or always having to go for dinner and always talking about doing things to what? raccoons. You talk about me? Or... Oh, you talk about Liam. Liam. <laughs> I thought you talk about me for a second. I thought, what? Unless you've got something with raccoons as well, which I don't want to know. Hey, what I do with my time is my time. <laughs> That's ethics for you. <laughs> And now we go to that deplorable human being who made it personal for saying things about my mother. Let's see what that prick has to say for himself. <laughs> Congratulations, Liam Hall. You are the Rogue Opinions 2021 Jabroni of the Year. How do you feel? I, Carl, I cannot put into words how much this means to me, but I, I, I should try anyway. Um, I don't really know what this award was for. Um, I've only been nice and gracious and kind to everyone on the Rogue Opinions um, group and to everyone on the podcast. But um, I, well, in, in fact, I assume it's just a lovely award. So um, I want to thank um, Mrs. McLeod um, for always encouraging me and being there for me. Um, again, I, I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what this is about. But um, yeah, I, I I've had a lot of fun with her, and she's been an inspiration for me. And um, yeah, and I and I'd like to also have a shout out for my future stepson, um, Scott. And yeah, I well I Liam Liam Paul everybody. Yes. Oh, okay. How, right. how about that? He just he just couldn't help himself, could he? Yeah, he's he just made matters worse for himself, hasn't he? You know what? I do agree. He should have won. Liam, he, you're worse than Chris Jericho. He, I remember we did uh, well, season, we did a group escape call where well, all of, all of us except the American apparently was too good for us. But we all got to go on escape to watch the Rumble. And I, there were times where Reese was properly going in on Liam. And at times I thought, hmm, you know, you know, he's going a bit overboard. I feel a bit bad for Liam. <laughs> now I take it all back. <laughs> um, anything, I think Reese Reese hasn't been harsh enough on. Totally, <laughs> yeah. If you had to record bad to be hit it with him, you'd, you'd understand. I actually, actually, one of my first rope break, the first rope break progress I did was with Liam. Poor devil. Oh, really? <laughs> it seems, it seems, I believe it was there yeah, because I remember, I remember his Twitter account also being Harper Milo. Uh, and at the time, when we did that, he seemed fairly normal. We did a we couldn't be us talking about the... We were doing our prediction thing for Mania 35. 
because it was the week before May 35 that I, I did the first podcast. And instead of talking about the Cruiserweight title match, we did a 205 Live edition of Fuck, Marry, Kill. <laughs> Sounds oh. like a good game. Let's play it right now. What was what, what, just jet past people in 205 Live or just now because... I don't know. Who's in it? Who's in it? Carl, say, Carl, Carl, all the good kill. people have gone over the years. Here we go. Carl, fuck my kill. Aria Davari. Uh, <laughs> crap in front of people. <laughs> Mustafa Ali. And... Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Sorry. Okay. So, I think... Uh, I think... I'd definitely be uh, fucking uh, Mustafa Ali because you know he's got that long hair. And We're dream I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can. You can pretend he's a woman. I mean, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> are you allowed to say that in 2021? Of course you can. Okay. No, but yeah, he's, he's a very handsome man and looks like loads of fun. And he's an ex-copper, so he's probably got handcuffs and stuff. So you know. <laughs> Uh, Marry Brian Kendrick because he's about my age, so you know, there'd be no age problems there, and he's probably ready to settle down. So, you know, and uh, that means I'd have to kill Avia Dazari, which we're on dodgy ground there, too. So, I'll just leave that there. All right, each to their own, each to their own, yeah. Yeah, well, that was good. Thanks for playing. Cool. Don't ask me to do one because that's about all I know from two over five live two. Yeah, that oh, really stretched my brain cells. I've got, I've got one. Three people from two over five. <laughs> I've got one. All right, Let's shoot. Okay. Uh, fuck Mary Kill. Santos Escobar. Kushida. Uh, or. Let's see anything. Somebody on. Somebody on a NXT. I don't know who this first guy is. Well, that fuck that doesn't help us. And let me. I'll Google him. I'll just base it entirely on looks. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. Santos. Fuck America. Santos Escobar. Kushida. Drake Maverick. Santos Escobar. Oh, it's that guy. Who's in NXT? Is he still yeah, in but NXT? they're all part more on NXT because they do a weird thing where basically. They've got the ones that they like to use on NXT and then the ones who just get used on 205 Live for some reason. So right, so straight away, dis- I'm, I'm killing Drake Maverick. Okay, any particular reason? No. <laughs> no, he just seems, he's just, I don't know. He doesn't seem like a very attentive lover. And also, he seems quite whiny. So uh, I'm going to marry Kishida. He seems reliable. He can do that cool thing where he taps his wrist and the lights go out. That could be useful. And uh, yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck Santos Escobar. He looks like he knows what a party is, just entirely based on looks. <laughs> I, I, I'd struggle with this one because, you know, I'm between, in well, terms of Mary, uh, I'd, I'm between Kishida or Drake Maverick because, you know, Drake actually seems like a lovely fellow. And I think... But isn't Drake, Drake Maverick, he cares more about the 24-7 title. Like, he cared more about that than he did his, his smoking hot wife. I was going to say, the fact that he got away with that... <laughs> Just full stop. 
the fact that he got away. <laughs> he got away. That whole, I think he's doing something right. So maybe, maybe it would be nice to be married to him. Maybe what he lacks in height, he makes up for. In, you know, <laughs> money. Well, I, could, I could just fuck Drake uh, Maverick and pretend we're married, so that he can say he's consummated his marriage finally. <laughs> I mean, I'd. I'd marry Kushida and hope the fact that I wasn't the biggest fan of Back to the Future isn't too much of a barrier in our relationship. <laughs> and that was by default I need to kill Santos. I don't know. Santos looks like he knows how to party. It'd be a fun day and a fun night. <laughs> sure, you wake up in some random place, but you'll find your way home. Okay, I think Nathan's reflecting on a, a weird holiday he's went on and a one-night stand he'd rather not talk about, so we'll move on. <laughs> this will start because we're talking about Liam and first podcast. Nathan, I remember the first podcast you and I did together was talking about Vengeance 06. I think we talked about it before over at Rope Break. Carl, you and I did one of the first Rogue Opinions podcasts was Mean You Talk About Double or Nothing. But do you guys remember what the first podcast is you two get together together? Because oh God, I really don't actually. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> it might have been when we did the Life is Strange series. Yeah, it probably would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, but oh, geez, I forgot about that. Well, that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since we we stopped it because we did. Uh the main game then we did the prequel series and then we were going to do uh the sequel the proper sequel but then we both played first episode was like this is crap so we just didn't bother because like, <laughs> yeah. the game was just rubbish <laughs> and uh so we couldn't be bothered and uh yeah that was good it was probably that i don't remember yeah. if there's anything beforehand yeah i think it probably could have been to be honest well, i don't think there was anything else but could be wrong because uh, two years is a long time ago it is a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away, kind of like our Mandalorian series. Yeah, by the time this is up, I will have put up, just before this award show goes up, that Vengeance podcast that we spoke, that we spoke about. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it was from it was from Rope Break. Yeah. It was a series that we were going to do on there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna put it, I'll put it up on our feed. It'll be there now if you want to go listen to to a much less... We weren't angry at each other then. No, well, we didn't know each other, really. Yeah, and, which is why we're now angry at each other. <laughs> I do one of the things about keeping court, which is also because it's not had an episode in far too long, it's probably wasn't obviously in the uh, regular podcast uh, category. But like the the, the keeping court that came out with you guys and the American afterwards, uh, you were talking about how you, said, you said I was probably mad at you, and the American boy said, "Well, you should stop making and watch pay per views from two thousand and six." Because we went from that to then, event, then later doing December to Dismember. <laughs> that was bad. I've watched December to Dismember like too many times mm-hmm. for a human. I think I've seen it like four times. Oh, all the way through. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had to watch it. Thankfully, it is bad. Like it's the I mean, first the match, match. The first match watch. is great. Like, is this Eminem against the Hardys? So, like, what could you possibly go wrong? And they're given, like, 20 minutes. And they're given, like, 20 minutes because the show had nothing else. 
<laughs> well, apparently it was all planned out, but then Vince McMahon, as he does, decided to change everything pretty much last minute. There was numerous stories about that show. Like, I remember JR on his podcast just saying that Paul Heyman was just being a pain in the ass about it, which then annoyed Vince. And then it just all fell to bits. But it was a, it was a dumb show. It really, it really was. But, like, the idea that we did, I mean, it was a good idea in theory. Uh, we were going to do it like, all in for some reason. I can't remember why. But then we were, we decided to do some sort of random pay per view generator. Uh, which an idea which we're talking about bringing back for some point, uh, and hopefully we get something better than that. Anyway, when you told me what this preview was, I instantly thought, God, I'm going to have to talk about Kane v Kane, aren't I? Yeah, yeah we were <laughs> going to do the random show generator, and uh, maybe we did. I don't know how we ended up on Vengeance 2006. Maybe it was a random generator. I don't remember now. Well, you told me. Be... I remember that's what you told me at the time. Oh, it must have been then, because there's no reason why I would have just picked that show out of nowhere. So it must have been randomly generated. I haven't watched all in since it happened. So I was actually looking forward to getting to go back, especially given that uh, AEW was just about to have its first show. So I was looking forward to it, and then you tilt me I had to watch this, and that's when my dislike of you started. <laughs> makes, sense. <laughs> makes sense now. That does make sense. I feel like it. it must have been... I would. It had to have been randomly generated. There's no way it, I would have just picked that out of nowhere because I don't even think I'd seen the show all the way. I don't think I had either. I'd seen the odd match here and there, particularly Kane v Kane. <laughs> but good old Kane. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Kane. Uh, I have no idea how to segue out of this. All right, <laughs> well, go for it. I want to hear this. Adding his second nomination to 2022's worst segue of the year. <laughs> Go. <laughs> we, we've talked about rope break a lot and not in the best context. Uh, but I think the part of the reason we wanted to come and do Rogue Opinions and why I was happy when, when Nathan mentioned that this was happening and uh, I decided to come along with the opportunity to try other things because obviously under Rogue Opinions you can basically talk about any sort of subject. And we've been able to flex our creativity in a lot of different ways over the last year. There are various pitching and fantasy booking podcasts. We've got another one in the works uh, that hopefully will come out in the next couple of weeks. But for now, over to Nathan to talk about uh, to talk about uh, the nominees for best fantasy booking slash pitching podcast. Yeah, that was that was quite clean in the end. Uh, but yeah, we're here for best fantasy book and slash pitch podcast for those that are listening to this podcast. Don't know why you are, because it's going to be wildly out of context if you've not listened to all of our stuff. But uh, we do a series where we either pitch how we want to pay. Well, it started off how we think a pay-per-view is going to go and then it massively diverted at some point into madness. And uh, And then sometimes we just want to pitch some good ideas. So here are the best of the bunch for this last year. It was Pitch, the Rogue Opinions movie. Uh, fantasy book, SummerSlam. It must have been 2020. Uh, then it was Fantasy book, Survivor Series 2020. Fantasy book, The Royal Rumble 2021. And Fantasy book, WrestleMania 37. This is a big, this is a big award for me. This is perhaps the biggest award of all because I was on all of these, as was Scott. Mm-hmm. I was just on the one. 
Yeah, you got invited right there last to the end, but man, did you you end the year well. Yeah, I mean, I brought brought WrestleMania goes Disney. Yeah, you did. You you did. (laughs) We haven't been sued yet. (laughs) (laughs) Which seems mad. Uh, But... You can send that cease and desist to uh, at Carlos underscore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the winner is Survivor Series twenty twenty. Yes, applaud ourselves. Applaud ourselves. Applaud ourselves. Uh... And I think, given that uh, this started your. John Cena Chronicles, I think, Nathan, you're the one who has to take the, uh, the Rahul uh, shapes that face that to you. Yeah, that was the start of the trilogy, the Cena Chronicles. The greatest trilogy known to man. Pretty yeah. much, I really Christopher nolan it. I think like, you did. Yeah. In the, well, the third one any, was the worst. <laughs> have you had anybody trying to buy the rights off you yet? Weirdly, no. That's that's got baffling, baffling. It is weird. See, I remember like we used to do like ones like we did. You guys did create a band. We did create a wrestler, create a Christmas mascot, <laughs> uh, which got dark very quickly. Did. <laughs> Thanks to the American. Well, to be fair, I had a suicidal retail worker as my mascot, which I thought was most relatable. <laughs> oh, I remember that. That, was... that would be that would be me. That's how retail workers genuinely feel at Christmas, you know. Yeah, we had a suicidal retail worker, a retarded reindeer. I don't even remember what mine was. <laughs> like a goose or a duck or something. I think it was just a duck or some kind. Of... <laughs> that was it. Then, then we did Mania Thirty Six. If I was thinking, this was like, and we 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 picked that before everything went to shit and became a two-night thing in the performance centre. But I do think the Rugged Pines movie, which I think was meant to be, I just say, we say that shortly after the uh, the first anniversary awards, it's kind of a like a fun thing to do to mark the anniversary. I think from then onwards is when things started to get a bit more insane with the fantasy booking because I I did some weird Taiko Titi Spinal Tap style mockumentary. Jimmy had a, a road trip movie which involved ISIS in some way. And, and Nathan made Die Hard 6, but just with the Rogue Opinions team. <laughs> that was kind of the breaking point. And then on to SummerSlam. Because like, there were all those rumours about a beach or a boat being involved, so I thought it would be nice to do that, where you railed off the entire Chick-fil-A menu. Then I, I wanted to evolve retribution somehow, and yeah, sorry, just so I could squash them all and give them funny Decepticon names. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see how funny, funny it would be to, or how much a challenge it would be to book a rumble, two rumble matches around to the whole pay per view, and then basically they decided to remake Scott Pilgrim versus the World with Sigourney Weaver and John Cena. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was good fun. That was it. And then Mania Thirty Seven hmm. when Disney Cena found peace, and Scott made a good show. <laughs> what were you thinking, Scott? I mean, I had, I had Wesley Snipes throwing a spear. Just, that was my attempt to keep up with you guys and your insanity. Every, every time I write one of these, I think I've got enough actual wrestling, enough mental stuff, because I had that over-the-boat battle royal. It was my crown jewel for my SummerSlam booking. But I like to have enough silliness and enough wrestling, and sometimes I think, okay, this will be enough to you know, help me stand out amongst the guys. And then usually Nathan comes up with something that me think, oh, God, I've wasted my time. 
<laughs> yeah, Survivor Series was good because you, you said a chat we had to use Retribution mm-hmm. in the that main event. Main. Which, yeah. <laughs> don't we look silly trying to make them main event? <laughs> <laughs> Again, a rumor about that. I knew even at the time that probably wasn't going to be a thing. <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, that, that was a good fun one. I got you guys to do voice acting. I loved it. Yeah. Which, when you, when you think about it, that then led on to us doing more voice acting with uh, your show of that sport, which is fun to do. It's good. Thank you for the plug. <laughs> you can find oh. out wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> New episode coming, hopefully, just a few days after this drops. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There we are. But Survivor Series, a worthy winner. The Cena Chronicles, The American, this is a good show. And your even better show. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did for Survivor Series. Oh, yeah, I did the, the total squash retribution, but yeah. my only main Survivor Series match was so I could have a ba- team Bailey versus team Sasha, so I could call Bailey's team, may I talk to your manager or something like that. That was it, <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> uh, we get on down to the seriousness here. Now we get down to the key awards here. Uh, our three most prestigious awards, and we're going to start off with the Stephanie McMahon Woman of the Year Award. We've got some uh, nominees here already, uh, which I'll read out. And if anyone wants to bring any new nominees to the table, then, then you'll have the opportunity. We have, of course, the creator of women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon. We have Sigourney Weaver, for her part in the Cena Chronicles. We have Tamina for, I wrote this down for having a better record at WrestleMania than Asuka or Sasha Banks, but now, shortly after this, shortly before this was recorded, she's now one half of the women's tag team champions. And I don't know what the point of existing is anymore. And (laughs) and the final nominee here, Ming Nguyen for her part in The Mandalorian and for looking as good as she does at 60 years old, looking better than I ever probably will, even when I'm 30 or even now. True you words. Also say the voice of Mulan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mulan. Exactly. Did you really it's just amazing. nominate her because of her part in The Mandalorian? Well, we were talking about her a lot. Plus, I didn't. When when we were during the podcast, when I found out how old she actually was, I was like, no fucking way. I so, think I told you that, didn't I? Because I did, yeah, did. Uh, research, and yeah, she looks like twenty years younger at least. She is. So that that plus her role is. that she's, she's fifty-seven. Yeah, she's rising a role for the that she plays in the Mandalorian, also in the upcoming the current Bad Batch series that's airing now. So I don't know if she's. I've not seen the most recent episode. She might have appeared in it already. So yeah. Part in the Mandalorian, and that's how good she looks for 57. That she looks like she could be in her 30s. What about Amy Santiago <laughs> from Brooklyn 99? Oh, duh, where is she from? Yes, but I was hoping after I said that they would that you would explain. Well, she seems like she has like a tough life. She's married to a big man child, she had that baby. Yeah. The difficulties of being fictional. She's a... <laughs> I was going to say, is this real life or a uh, fictional character now? Oh, we're nominating wrestlers. That's real. Okay. Yeah, well, we've talked to one of them. We've actually spoken to one of these wrestlers. So. 
I didn't realise they were real people. What about um oh, bollocks? Can't even remember her name now. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. I vote for her. <laughs> she's on SmackDown with uh, Adam Pierce. God, there's so much I wrestling in this category. <laughs> well, I can't the name's escaped me, Scott. You know who I mean. Yeah, I mean she survived that flipping break in. She looked smashing in a suit. What the fuck, fuck are you want? talking about? So there's a that stalker broke into her house, didn't he? Oh, Jesus. Don't make this category so dark. Now we have to vote for her. <laughs> uh, Tamina gets my vote. I mean, she's tag team champion. The greatest female wrestler of all time, quite clearly. I'm voting for Emma Stone. We didn't even see that Emma Stone was officially a nominee. Yeah, but have you seen that Cruella trailer? <laughs> no. Jesus, you don't watch more shit. That's you told, isn't it? All right. <laughs> Meghan Markle. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> We're not ever going to touch that one. Just now. Yeah, get us all killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, don't you? Oh, I was about to say something really dark. Then. I'm not yeah. going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just please don't, please I'm don't just cancel us. Yeah, don't go to France anytime soon. <laughs> oh, God. It was, not, it, was, it was nice to have wrong opinions on it last <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Scott said it's surprising it's weird, we don't be cancelled. It's a weird us talking about Meghan Markle and the Royals would probably get us more trouble than the time that Carl couldn't pronounce the deal with Tammy's name. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that was last year. We're forgetting about that. That didn't happen. Last year. All right, Carl, where's your vote going? We got to nail this down. We got to get it right because we can't. We can't get this wrong. I just said Tamina, greatest female wrestler of all time. What about Serena Williams? What's she done recently? She's played her a thousandth career match. We still just added people on and decided amongst people we've already decided our nominees. So are, are the nominees closed? Well, you kept asking Carl who his vote was for, so I assume the nominees were closed if you're asking. Okay. Sorry, Serena. Who? You actually achieved something this year. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Are you discrediting what Tamina has accomplished this year? Women's tag team champion. Exactly. If a man copied something this time 20 years ago when she won the women's title. Did you see a speech on... Talking smack, it was emotional. No, weirdly, I didn't. No, you need to know, watch more shit, then don't you? No, I, didn't, I didn't mean literal shit. Oh, I mean, like, fair, just fair porn. enough. <laughs> so, I, between Eric Lee that Nathan's mentioned it, because now I can't stop thinking about why she deserves to win it, and uh, and not to agree for uh, Ming No Way. But maybe because I'm, I'm like my Mandalorian. You know what? I was about to vote for Ming now when as well. Just because I yeah. feel like he's not got enough attention in um in yeah. all this in all this Carl talking so much nonsense during this. You're like, <laughs> so like, like I pointed out on the podcast like she's been in, she's played a strong female Disney character. She's been in the Marvel universe with Agents of Shield, and now she's in the Star Wars universe across multiple. TV shows. Now she's also going to be in that book of Boba Fett show that comes out 
at the end of the year. So God, you know, Scott's it, just completely talked me out of it. Well, I'm saying I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to make a case for her. Like, uh, she just, you said she doesn't get enough attention. I'm trying to line out the reasons why she does. Yeah, I just realised with all that Star Wars stuff, she gets nothing but attention. What does she need our attention for? I mean, I think she she could always use more. And plus, like the main reason she's nominated is partly for thirty percent of why she's nominated is for Star Wars. And look at and look at some of the roles she takes. She looks like she could probably get the crap out of us three without breaking a sweat. Yeah. And her character on Eureka was named after her daughter, Michaela Wen. What a, what a nice fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the trivia section of IMDb. I'm on the side, never even knew she was in Eureka. I was going to say, are you writing her Wikipedia page as we speak? <laughs> no, I was just on that trivia section <laughs> of Wikipedia. She's gonna, if she wins, she's going to edit it. Someone should edit her Wikipedia if she wins this. Our biggest accomplishment today was probably winning the Rogue Opinion's Definitely Man Woman of the Year. <laughs> if someone knows how to Wikipedia and and makes like an entire section of our Wikipedia just called awards, and unless she's won loads already and just adds you, well, you're on our IMDb. Have a look. If she doesn't have an awards section on the on her IMDb, I can't edit IMDb. But uh... well, I'm not saying you can edit you, but if someone's won awards, there should be a section on their IMDb. It says what awards they've won. It's not, but uh. Well, okay, again, she needs an award to her name, so let's give her one. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. All right. She was in Street Fighter as well. There you go. Ming oh, there you Wen. go, them. Done. There you go, them. There you go. It's the unanimous Ming No Win is the Stephanie Man Woman of the Year Award winner. <laughs> I'm going to vote for a name change on that for next year. <laughs> it was the Lacey Evans Woman of the Year award last year. It's going to change every year. Every year. Yeah, I don't know why we changed it to Stephanie McMahon. Though. What did she do this last year? She's a creator of women's wrestling, and perhaps all women. God, you're stuff. speaking just like, like a. You're like. We said that like a, the moment she created women's wrestling when she won the women's title. <laughs> Carl just said that like a guy who's angry at the last call at a bar. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, I don't know what he's been drunk yet. <laughs> okay. Well done, Ming Narwen. Congratulations. We may have to change the name of that uh, award uh, next time, but one award title I don't think we should ever change is the Lee Pace Man of the Year Award. Uh, our next most prestigious award and you know how important this is you know how, how life-changing winning this award can be don't well, I'll explain it to you let's hear some words from last year's Lee Pace Man of the Year award winner Charles Wright the Godfather hey what's going on everybody WWE Hall of Famer the Godfather here and I want to shout out to the Rogue Opinions team. That's right. They have a podcast, the Rogue Opinions podcast, and uh, they're on their second anniversary. So shout out to you guys, too. That's good, man. Let's have a good three. Maybe sometime you guys will have me on there and uh, we'll talk about some opinions. <laughs> you want to hear some of my opinions. They're good ones. <laughs> but I want to give a shout out to all you guys, man, and the hard work 
and uh, that you guys have been doing, man, because two years, it's, it's hard to be on there for two years. So shout out to you guys. I see you guys were fans of my work and you, uh, oh wait, uh, you named uh, somebody our man of the year. Oh, you named me man of the year. Man, you should have got a hold to me. I would have sampled the thing and we would have had some fun. But I want to give a special shout out to Nathan and Carl and uh, to know, and this is from Scott, to know how important you guys are to the podcast, man. It's cool to be appreciated. I guess I was appreciated. So it's time once again for everybody at the Rogue Opinions podcast, who's on their second anniversary, to come aboard the Ho Train. Keep it, keep it pimping, guys. Peace. All right, that was a good file up there. Well, well a lot, you know. We might have to already edit the Guest of the Year award. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm sure Eric will be very understanding. Yeah. Thank you, Charles, right? That's your feel weird calling him. Thank you, Godfather. We, we named a team after the man. He's so iconic. Undefeated, it seemed, Godfather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget Godfather's, was it three match unbeaten run? Yeah, I think we did that because like, when the Rogue Rich Smackdown, uh, who returned, uh, we we did the Golden Smackdown for No Mercy and No Mercy, on both of which he beat Midian, and then I mentioned that he won a match on the Raw previous because I watched that, so we kind of created this weird unbeaten run for the Godfather. <laughs> then like a week later, he lost a match on Raw Viscera, and I very emotionally messaged you to try and break the news to you. <laughs> oh, I was devastated. Oh yeah, well, a big source of inspiration he's been, you know. He, he, unfortunately, you know, he seems to be keen to come on the podcast, which I'd love. But unfortunately, his Twitter DMs aren't open, so I don't know how to make that possible. We'll find a way. Him and uh, the band Rogue Opinions are our <laughs> missions for the next year. Oh, what, what? Well, lineup we're gonna have for next year's uh, guest of the year award. <laughs> so, I imagine if we were banned before he ke- he comes on, we probably will be after by <laughs> the same claims. Very <laughs> claims, yeah. You know, we're gonna have to put one of those famous views of Charles, right? Icky the Godfather, Icky Papa Chango, Icky the Goodfather. Always forget it was Papa Shango. There's also Kama Mustafa or, or Kama the Supreme Fight Machine, which. We should, we should, I should have added in the uh, when I messaged them that we thought having V Sean Michaels was the best match of King of the Ring 95 during our watch along. Did we really? I don't remember anything about that match. I never have. I never <laughs> oh, wasn't it the opener? Matches. I remember it being one of the better matches. Now the opener yeah. was like Fabio Vega for someone. I remember the Sean Michaels match not being that bad, but you could tell Sean wasn't really trying because he knew he was just going to get screwed out of it. Yeah, they went. They made them go to a fifty-minute time limit draw so that a so Sean could get out of the tournament without looking weak, and so that Mabel could immediately buy to the first round because there was no way Mabel was wrestling three matches in one night. No, <laughs> anyway, let's get on to this Lee Pace Man of the Year award. Okay, the nominees are as follows: Wesley Snipes for being Blade, and also am I appearing in my fantasy booking of wrestling at thirty-seven? Well, you are missing one giant thing there, Scott. Which is stealing every scene he was in in coming to America. Ah, yes, and for his role in coming to America. Thank you, John Cena, for 
his part in the John Cena Chronicle. <laughs> and for somehow with a straight face agreeing to appear as Vin Diesel's brother in Fast and Furious 9. Uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe for being willing to appear on live pay-per-view at WrestleMania uh, wearing a poncho in the rain before getting unceremoniously fired. <laughs> John Favreau for bringing us the Mandalorian. Which he didn't do this year. I just want to point that out to everyone. But we, we, but we started a podcast about the Mandalorian this year. And actually, within the last year, we had season two of the Mandalorian, so kids. And Willem Dafoe for being under the sea where he doesn't belong in Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> under the sea. Oh. My dog didn't like that. That one. My dog is right next to me. He started growling as soon as you mentioned William Defoe. He says, "Why yeah. did he, he, he say he's expressing my thoughts during the first round of the DC tournament?" I love how like you guys get that going with Aquaman as long as you could, but when it came to the semis, Jimmy had that moment of like, "This is all." Or sorry, the American had all this at a moment of say like, "This is all fun and games here, but we can't let Aquaman actually go through." Yeah, he did. He, the American did ruin that shit, that sort of bit for me. Just out of nowhere, he pulled the rug from under me. He suckered me into it. I need to, <laughs> I need to chicken out. Whilst we were deciding the best DC movie, which like, which took, which was harder than it should have been, really because the American hadn't watched the first Wonder Woman, which I thought really should have went through, uh, and then we ult- we ultimately ended up with what should have been the most predictable outcome in that. It was two different eras of a Batman film. Yeah, I tried my best to get rid of the Batman because much like this award show, which is just filled with wrestling and Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to really like throw in some variety. So that, that's the thing. Do I mean, we need we to add try. more men of the year? I mean, I don't I think those are pretty stellar candidates. If you have any other suggestions. Well, Scott asked us for suggestions for Woman of the Year and then wouldn't let us have any other men. So, uh... Yeah, he wouldn't let me have Lola Bunny. Yeah. We've got Erica Lee in. <laughs> you say those like they're interchangeable. <laughs> oh, but you made a suggestion and it got in. Um, so don't say no suggestions got in. I didn't say no suggestions got in. Well, Carl I said Lola Bunny didn't get in. Um, I'd like to nominate my dog, Dave, who has actually appeared in a lot of podcasts, mostly because he just starts growling randomly because he's a really old man and he's right next to me right now. I'm going to send you guys a picture of him. Um, but he's actually been in a lot of episodes, not invited on any. He kind of just rocks up every now and then. So I feel like he needs, he, he, he might need to just be in this category because people, don't know where the growl comes from every now and then. So let's shine a light on it. Dave the Jack Russell. There again, this is man of the year, not dog of the year. Or animal of the year. He's more man than you are. How dare you. <laughs> are we just going to start nominating animals? Because that's why I should be able to nominate my dog. He's also a Jack Russell. <laughs> well, go for it. Have you got the balls to do it? I do. <laughs> okay, I'll nominate my dog, Dexter. Carl, I don't agree with this. I, I presume we all have one veto. Uh, it's mine on Scott's dog. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a pet to uh, nominate, unfortunately. Uh, unless you count Liam, who's chained up in my basement. It depends. I thought there was a weird echo in that. 
But who you think? Yeah. <laughs> Who's done something worth talking about this year? But I guess I sent you a picture of Dexter and a hoodie that my mother bought. I'm like, look at that little face. How can you veto him? That is a good. I don't know. Ah, oh, bless him. What look a cute it. guy. I'd like to nominate. Uh, I'd like to nominate Dave Batista. <laughs> Okay. He's good fun on Twitter. He's been in some good movies this last year. Then when My Spy came out, that was a cracking watch. I mean, I watched that for a long time, but I haven't. Such a really fun movie. Uh, genuinely, Stuber was quality. I don't know if that came out this last awards show year. Mm, I think that came he out. Turned, he turned out. He turned down doing a Fast and Furious movie uh, to good instead friend. go and pitch a Gears of War movie. What a fool! No, come on, not Vin Diesel's Fast and Furious. I'm not. I'm not talking about no Hobbs and Shaw. If he turned down Hobbs and Shaw, I'd be lambasting him on this show. <laughs> I'd create a category so that we could talk shit about him. What about uh, movies? John Cena. I think we should further justify his nomination here just from the small clips of him as Peacemaker and that Suicide Squad trio. I don't know. I think he's better in the Cena Chronicles. I'm gonna. I'm gonna nominate. Marcus Rashford, because Man United oh, legend. Stop nominating people that he, we can't be horrible about. <laughs> uh, and and he fed children. I mean, God damn it, he did literally feed children. How do we, Scott? How do we get out of this? Oh, oh, Carl, here's some more pictures of dogs. Nathan, can you join me in the corner for a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carl. We'll be back in a sec. Um, look, there's a shiny thing. Oh, oh, shiny, shiny. Scott, Scott, what do we do? I, I had no idea. I mean, I How do, really should have discussed this beforehand, you know? Like, you can't just throw it off. Like, I mean, what would the Godfather think if we didn't vote for somebody who feeds children? You know, he's going to make us look like right arseholes if we don't vote for him. Yes, he has set us up. Like, he, he threw out Sonia Deville in the last one because of everything that happened there. And I don't know how we got out of it. We just kept talking until we forgot about it. Yeah, so, we had some royal jokes somehow. That, right, you know that, what? All lines in hot water all. We need to go back in there with another nomination that he's going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just other dog. Does that work? No, yeah. because he 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 had a surgery this year. Like, how can you vote against that? So yeah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. that'll outweigh the children from Marcus Rashford's. I sympathy him. That's what you got to do. You know, I've got it. I, I've I've got it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go back in there. Ewan well, McGregor. Got... Yes. He has a great beard right now. He's got a strong beard. He's going to uh, be Obi-Wan again. I mean... Yeah, he is going to be. He's going to be Obi-Wan again. He was also... Uh, he was He. He was in... What was that? Doctor Sleep or whatever. That sequel to The Shining. That didn't come out this year, but you know. He was in Fargo where he played two people. At the same time. He Eddie I mean... Murphy'd it. You had me on Obi Wan Kenobi, to be honest. Yep, that's my best chat line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to fair, Carl says that to all the boys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to, even though, like you said before, this is a get you bit of two's resting in Star Wars. I can't argue against you know, <gasps> Chris Rock, Piers Morgan. To... For... Fuck. Are you just yelling names now? No, Chris Rock, he's just about to release that Saw movie. 
he's doing a really serious horror movie about uh, in the Saw universe with that voice. <laughs> he's going to go out there that with the voice of a zebra acting uh, like a super dark detective looking for a serial killer. That is serious bulls. That is a weird compliment to get somebody like you're starting this very serious movie with that voice. Watch the trailer and you'll get everything I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a new Saw movie, but I didn't realise Chris Rock was in it. Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris Rock went into production on it before everything that happened. He wanted to bring back the Saw universe because apparently that's something that's worth money. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves those Saw movies. And uh, yeah, he's just with that voice, with that Chris Rock voice. Jack Black for skateboarding in his backyard with Tony Hawk all year. I know, it's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. He just built a giant ramp in like his backyard and Tony Hawk just goes around his house to skateboard. <laughs> I mean, you talk about like, people you can't vote against. Samoa Joe wore a poncho and then got fired. For wearing the poncho? <laughs> I mean, it yeah, might have been. Is... No, it's Vince. It might have been. He got ridiculous in that poncho. Fire him. Yeah, I just don't care about that, though. You don't care about a man losing his job? What a monster. I know, right? Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll just get another job. I'm sure Tony Khan will give him some of his dad's money. Sure. I imagine he will. Yeah, there you go. Sorted. <laughs> So he gets paid for 90 days. You get fired, you get paid for 90 days. Sorted. Got like three months, just do whatever you want. It's like lockdown again. <laughs> Only you get paid. So we got, we, got really, we got really decide on this. I'm going Chris Rock. Carl? You know what? I'm tempted to go um, Samoa Joe, so I think I will. Fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. So you put me in a really awkward position because either I go with one of your picks or I go with someone completely different and we're no further along. Well, let's see what happens if we do that. Who's just play chicken? <laughs> How long can this <laughs> podcast get? <laughs> well, he also follows me on Twitter. So I'm voting for John Cena. Oh, John Cena does follow me on Twitter. You know what's the most weird one of all? It's the first person in Rogue Opinions that John Cena started following was Ben. And Ben did not even follow John Cena at the time. John Cena has never followed me, so on that principle, I cannot vote for him. I wrote three epic stories about John Cena this year, so I'm going to have to go for John Cena as well. Sorry, Chris. I'm going to go see your movie next week, though. So, Oh, there you go. It's unanimous. Uh, John Cena is the... 2021 uh, Lee Baseman of the Year Award winner, despite the fact that shortly after it started falling, everybody uh, and Pitcher Nathan did DM to try and get him on the podcast, and he never got back. This is true. I did do that. But uh, we have one more award to to get to. That is the Rogue Opinions Moment of the Year Award. This is one we're just going to bring moments to the table because I have two 
already know it's down, but also we know we need more than that. I have the formation of Team Golf, well, as me and Carl discussed. But then I also had the, me ranting on the all-out grapple updates about uh, Serpentico's mere existence and why he was randomly put on the buy-in, or why he's even a thing. <laughs> that was a weird moment to be part of, mostly because I hadn't watched the buy-in. <laughs> And I didn't realise anyone had strong feelings about it. I didn't realise I had strong feelings about it until I started talking about it. And I think I think the American was really just egging me on at that stage. He was loving it. He was loving life. And I was just sat there. So, A, I didn't know who Serpentico was. <laughs> and it was just Scott was Scott was furious about him for some reasons. It was great. Uh do we want to bring some other moments to the forefront? Like we can't, we can't not talk about Liam calling out your mum. Yeah, that was just hilarious. It was a big moment for us. Yeah, um, I almost, I almost quit the podcast entirely. <laughs> I'd like to nominate the naked men moment where Ben told the story about how um, he got talking to some. He randomly ended up in a nightclub owned by some Taipei mafia people. <laughs> just like, talking to them for ages and didn't realise um, who he was talking to. That was a great story. I mean, how, are you, how are you meant to immediately recognise what the Taipei Mafia looks like? I don't know. Exactly. I'd like to nominate Reese picking a stick for the Hall of Fame when I stole his pick. Yeah. This is the most difficult of the awards because we can't, not, all of, not everybody on the team can really listen to every single podcast that they're not on that's so, scott that's scott just pointing out that he doesn't like football yeah i try i try listen to the product but like i can't listen to everything it's not enough it's, time in the day and plus plus even if i did listen to it i made many shit anyway so there are probably moments that we could talk about that i've probably forgotten Something oh like there's there's gonna be so many that get forgotten uh the room 501 with jess which was mostly just it's Laughing. not really a moment but the entire episode was just kind of them just having a chat that was really funny and uh that was good it was a good moment for us a good 45 minutes mm. i'd like to say like in on the rumble 2000 podcast where it was maybe you mentioned a few people who have entered talk about what they did in the match but when we got to billy gun he did so little that we started comparing his various entrance musics easiest over the years that was a good moment because you sent that to me and it reminded me how much i liked the one billy gun theme <laughs> it's a good song i know i can't hear it without imagining like a sitcom starting and just people turning to the camera and smiling with their names appearing underneath them i hate to um keep bringing her up uh i think that's that's a bit mean but uh no it's, it's a good thing she provided some good moments but there is the moment of course when erica lee answers scott's question with fraser Oh, the, and yeah, hearing that. never has such joy. Never, Scott usually sounds like, and I think everyone will agree, a miserable bastard. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, sounded, oh, he sounded like just a just a boy that got given a sweet in that yeah. moment. It was like a proper hallmark moment, wasn't it? It was just magical. Yeah, honestly, like out of all the interviews that might have been, you know, give a vegan side, I I was the least prepared for that because you know. I I I wrote down one or two questions I was planning on sending to you guys just in case you you wanted some extra questions to ask her, but I 
yes scott scott's not exaggerating like he didn't have a lot of time like he asked me what questions i had prepared because i did pull out last minute because again i don't remember why i'm presuming presuming i had to work late but so i just sent him the questions i had prepared and scott threw in that 90s question out of nowhere which was a great question it was a good fun question and then just the joy that you heard in his little voice (laughs) <laughs> so it'd be nice to find something on wrestling related like stuff to and I'll get to know the actual person. It's so, like that nice so that's clearly, you know there's some real life stuff in inspired in that character. So, you know, let's talk about some pop culture and you know, everybody's got that show that they like to watch during lockdown and I didn't realise that ours would be Frasier because like honestly, when she said it's not a popular choice, uh, I honestly thought it was gonna be something that I'd never heard heard of. And then when she said Frasier, like I I forgot any, most of the wrestling questions I had left, <laughs> I just, he just talked about Frazier. It was yeah. funny when the American just like did his little, he did his little rant and then just sat back and went, go on and just talk about Frazier. I mean, I'm, you... I'm not a fan you... of, I'm not a fan of your levels, Scott, but I've always liked, I've always enjoyed Frazier. That's why you've always been one of my favourites in the podcast, Carl. <laughs> Frasier's a good show and he didn't mention and I did make sure to point this out on Twitter after listening to it that Frasier got knocked out in the first round of the American <laughs> sitcom tournament I remember that <laughs> yeah I made sure not to mention that to, to Erica on that she I don't was, remember uh, who I made I, the, all about it. I don't remember who made the bracket for that but it's just cheers I to did. Frasier in the first round you really fucked yourself I did like <laughs> Um, I honestly think I would have been so annoyed if you guys did that interview. I would probably go to stick you that question and among oh like God. the questions Can you anyway. Imagine? And if you, that moment had happened without me there, I would have been so angry. <laughs> it would have been I know it was, um, your, your reaction would have been Nathan if you'd written that. I think it mostly would have been me and the American just making fun of you not being there for a couple of minutes and then we would have had to move on because we would have had nothing to say about Fraser. I don't know a lot about Frasier. I've seen loads of episodes, but... I, honestly, I was... If we ever do one of these, and we actually, like me and Paul actually win, part of my thing is thinking, like, I'm going to choose 10 episodes of Frasier for you and the American or whoever has your team with to, uh, to watch. But I'm going to try and pick the, the worst episodes across all 11 seasons. And then... This is... The future punishment. Not all punishments have to be wrestling-related. That's yeah. true. And plus, yes. plus, I'm just you know trying to turn the tables on from last time we had to be punished. This is true. This is true. Not that you'll ever beat me in the American at predictions. Well, you might now because it's just me. <laughs> we don't have an American anymore. Well, you know, you've been in a lot of uh, punishment, so I think it's as hard as maybe you hear, I think the American plays a big part in your success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, there's the moment that we lost to the undisputed, uh, whoever the fucks. That's not a yeah. good moment. That's a horrendous moment. Yeah, there, there was, was a, a moment. Before. It didn't say it the award doesn't say is the award best moment or just moment of the year. It's just moment in general. Okay. Like, there was a moment where uh, before the final final five, which they got right anyway, which sealed our fate. There was a moment where I kind of realised that whatever happened, even if it went our way, we may have only tied, which. Wouldn't have been good either, but yeah, we. It was just that feeling of watching that whole five and five. Cause the five and five ones match was just atrocious anyway. Uh, it wasn't the best, uh, but knowing that we fucked it made it all the worse. 
God damn it. God damn it. And me and the American on the very next podcast blamed it all on you. That's <laughs> true. That's true. It wasn't my fault. It was you guys' fault. You were meant to bring the knowledge. Yes, but this is a group thing. You know, we all need to be on our A game when making these decisions. Carl, you got any more nominations? Uh, no, I think um, I'm done. All right, then. I think I'm going to have to vote for for the moment Eric Lee said Frasier. <laughs> it's yeah. potentially moment of the year. It's a big moment. Uh, I did, honestly. Like, also find it, how, how, how much do you laugh when I said, please tell us more about Frasier? It's uh, just amazing. So, yeah, I, I don't think I can look past any other moment other than that. No, um, I'm, uh, we'll make that unanimous then. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to have to like get a bigger box. We're going to have to send her both our <laughs> yeah, she is going statues. To. Wrap, wrap them up very delicately, please. Right. Don't drop them. As a little present for Scott right now, I will, I will play that moment for you guys to listen to so you can just hear that little joy in his voice one more time. Oh, it's fine. If you keep this conversation you know, flowing, but uh, I do have to ask uh, about, you know, with COVID and also, like, you talked about having to get creative, but also there was a time where nobody could really go anywhere, all the wrestlers couldn't wrestle, and being that you are that 90s chick, is there any like, anything from the 90s, like TV shows or films that you were kind of your go-to to help get you through these uh, unusual times? Um, You know what's it's, um, God, it's, it's, it's not cool, but but I'll tell you, uh, my absolute favorite TV show is Frasier. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Scott regularly does on his other podcast uh, episode by episode conversations <gasps> with his uh, with his co-host Paul on Scott and Paul's Rambling podcast at SP Rambling on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Oh so my! I God. think. I think we just made some new best friends here on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is a stupendous moment. It was thank you. Go ahead, have at it. Go ahead, talk, Frazier. Go ahead. Please uh, continue talking about Frazier. What are some of your uh, favorite episodes? (laughs) (laughs) Please, please continue talking about Frazier. Is the best thing anyone's ever said to me on a podcast by far. (laughs) Um, I. No, yeah, I've 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 watched Frasier pilot to finale probably five or six times. Scott, how do you feel hearing it back? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have no words. I have no words. <laughs> I am speechless, which is a rarity for me. I do. <laughs> oh well, if we don't get cancelled, I look forward to making another year of moments. Unless I, it, we could just do next next year's one, just be the moment we get cancelled. <laughs> it's a moment of the year. <laughs> we really should have, like, now in a year, but you have, like, most likely to succeed and most likely to this. We should come up with something here, just like, without all of all the members of the Rogue Things team, most likely to get the podcast cancelled. See, that's a bit, that's a, oh, it's a big call. It's not going to be American, because I don't think he'll be on any. Um,. It's not going to be Liam for the same reason. <laughs> I mean, if he, if, he, if he ends up being on any, we could stand a chance, but I don't know. Now that Bantry Munich's done, I don't know why. He just talks about shite racing now. 
Vroom, vroom cars. Yeah, just vroom, vroom cars. That's what he talks about now. So he's not going to get cancelled talk about that because that's boring. They're not even allowed to overtake. I mean, if he keeps 5-1 going, or uh, then maybe you could have a guess that says something that gets us cancelled. But I think, you know, on Hamill's side, okay, no more 5-0-1. I'm, I'm going out on top. You know what? Based on what he said, I think it's going to be Charles Wright. <laughs> he bigged up his opinions a lot. He did. He really did. So when he's on the podcast, maybe he's going to say something and that'll be the end of it. And Spotify will be like, now, nah, guys, <laughs> you're too hot to handle. Or it'll just be Scott. <laughs> it could be me. It, it easily could. It could. I think we all know. Like we're trying to dance around it. We all know who it's really going to be. It's really going to be Carl, isn't it? Probably mispronouncing someone's name or saying something unintentionally racist because I'm old and don't understand. <laughs> for, I don't understand things. He's not as woke as the rest of us. No, uh, definitely. I don't, even know, I don't even know the fuck woke means. We're going to have to, he's going to say something, we're going to have to, you know, fire him, rebrand the entire school <laughs> woke opinion. We're going to do the trademarking and everything. That's our only option, to survive. <laughs> to survive me completely. Just wipe him from the record books entirely. <laughs> I have to go back, delete every pod I've ever read. <laughs> God, that'd be so annoying to do. I already had to do that once. <laughs> oh dear. But no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. Big plans. Charles Wright, we're coming for you. Rogue we opinions the band. I don't know if you're still a thing. But... Yeah, some sort of face really. <laughs> we're gonna get at least one member on. He's only face related so we can get Eric Lee back. Carl, what, if you had to make one prediction for this coming year for Rogue Opinions, what would it be? Oh, God. I don't know. We'll be... Uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know. I, you threw that on me, didn't you? Yep. Okay, Scott, if you had to make one prediction for the Rogue Opinions coming year, what would it be? Uh, I have a very... I have one prediction, but it's a very unrealistic prediction. Uh one day in the next year, me and Sam will record a podcast that is under two hours long. Never happening. Never happening. That's not. That's, that's ridiculous. I think. I'll be a dreamer. Next year, Kayfabe Court will win Podcast of the Year. It's coming back. Hey, yeah. I've got. I've got it. I've got it. All right. West Brom will come back up, Arsenal will win a couple of games, and they'll want to bring Bantam Munich back. <laughs> oh, he's truly went down, he's truly went off the deep end, we're going to put him in a home. Yeah, he's gone, he's <laughs> gone too far there. He's gone too far. I, I agree with what, I believe yours is the most realistic one there, Nathan, because you know, we're going to send a cleaning crew in to clean up the cobwebs and dust that is correlated to our inside yeah. the hallowed halls of KV Court over the pandemic. You know, it's starting to look like a tomb in uh, the Indiana Jones films. Yeah, that is quite unrealistic. KFAB Court is, is, is dusty. It's it's just full of... We didn't let the last jury out, so there's 12 dead bodies in there. Dear. Um... There's a, the rooms that house the, the cases that we get. It's starting to look like an episode of Hoarders. It's can't even move, can't even open the door. So many boxes. You know, like next week on Hoarders, though, when they go to Cafe Court and try and sell the building, I'm going to buy it. 
I don't I know if that's how that show works. I just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would just be like that one where they sell off the old um, like shipping containers that no one claims. No, all this is when they just clear someone else's house because it's run for the stuff. Okay, yeah. well, in our case, it's ran for the 12 dead bodies. <laughs> well, 13 <laughs> if you include the last judge. <laughs> Maybe some of Charles Wright's opinions are how to get rid of 12 bodies. Maybe he can help us there. He probably, he probably oh, could. Oh, God, if he came on here and told us that he had to get rid of 12 hoes once. Oh, God. That's <laughs> how to do it. Honestly, that'd be super handy right now. We've I, got think a, we've just, I think we've just cancelled ourselves. Yeah, we've got a baker's honest. dozen of bodies right now, Charles. We need some help. Yeah, but, uh, man, he lives in Vegas. You know, there's a guy for everything out there. God, it's like the John Wick guy. Remember that first one where you just called up that guy who came around and cleared up all those dead bodies? It's always the guy. It's always the guy. And you can pay them in random bits of gold, apparently. That's it. Or you can just give them some hoes. Some weird... <laughs> can we you know. can we actually say hoes in 2021? I mean, I'm worried that's going to get us cancelled. I don't anything else. I mean, you can say it. If people want to be upset about it, they can do I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think people will get upset. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not talking about any specific host. <laughs> if they're more upset about that than me saying there's 13 dead bodies in our courthouse. <laughs> they probably will. You know what people are like these days. Wow, this award ceremony has gone off the absolute rails. Scott, quick segue. I'm sure, sure Roger Payne's will in the next year or so. Oh, well, let's go find out by ending this podcast and moving on to another year's worth of podcasts. So, uh, Scott, you've been a great host. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate you guys doing this with me. I enjoy getting to do these awards again. Uh, I'm very happy to be part of the podcast. I've got some ideas for stuff I want to try in the next year show-wise. I look forward to getting the, the creativity and the freedom to do so. Uh I'm happy like we've got new guys as part of the team. The team's still growing, you know, with like Sam and, and Rean being on board and yeah, I really hope my friend David doesn't hold a grudge the fact that I may or may not have overestimated his chances of winning guest of the year. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he won't mind a bit. No, not yeah. even the slightest. But uh Carl, let's end this show. Where can the people find you? They can find me probably in a nursing home. Oh, I see. You mean on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carlos underscore fire 80. Oh, fantastic. Scott, where can the people find you? And uh, what other podcasts have you got going on? You can find me on Twitter at Scott McClendon. You can find out uh, what happened when me and Paul did the Friendship Podcast, both Starkey 2000 and the favourite matches. By following Paul Rowland Podcast on Twitter at SP Rambling and looking back to our archives on Spotify and all the same places you can find Rogue Opinions, Green Girl, and the Mandalorian Pod. We had perhaps the worst episode we've ever talked about since we started this recently, but you know, it's all good from here, it's all quality from Team Gosar talking about the Mandalorian. Uh, Smackdown took a break this week, but we hopefully will be back. Well, Smackdown took a break uh, the other week, so. Hopefully we're getting that back to some regularities when they're out of WrestleMania 2000 and we're going on to Backlash and 
maybe around about the time this is coming out or shortly after you've heard it, you've uh, you you're gonna hear about a, a new fantasy booking podcast we're gonna do, uh, which ties into the ritual review. And uh, as Nathan says, I have not listened to it since we did it, so I'll be interested me to check out that Vengeance pod when it goes up. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get that up uh, before before this has gone up. It will already be there. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. I Rogue Opinions podcast, Naked Men podcast is kind of the only regular one that I do now. That's uh, that's weekly with myself and the affirmation Ben, as we just talk about TV, movies, nonsense, just stuff that we're up to in in general. So go check that out. You can hear me talk about football every week with my co-host Dara on Project Dits. It's at Project D I T. S as we head to the end of the football season and my comedy scripted podcast that ain't sport is available at that ain't sport or that ain't sport wherever you get your podcast um, it kind of the episodes kind of come out monthly there should be one up kind of a few days after this has gone live but otherwise another year in the books mm. and we'll see many more hopefully yeah as long as podcasting is a thing that people like <laughs> As long as they let people use, uh, use Kate to spout their rogue opinions, then yeah. And as long as nobody who's a fan of Meghan Markle or the other people we may have offended listen to that. You know what, Meghan? Uh, bring, bring it. They've never, they've never heard of us. We'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Screw them. They want to make terrible decisions. Go do it. And hopefully you've not made it, thought you've made a terrible decision by listening to your two-hour <laughs> awards there, right? which... Oh, which has ended up starting beef with Meghan Markle. <laughs> Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Alright then. Bye. To a very set, Meghan. Bye. <laughs> Cloud tells me that I did not win guest of the year for Rogue Opinions and I have to say this is nothing short of an embarrassment for the platform that you call a podcast. Honest to goodness. How can I, the GOAT David Campbell, not be considered the greatest guest in the history of any podcast? Never mind the year that you guys have had. With COVID, you should be so lucky that I grace you with my presence and to not win this award, you know what? I'm actually grateful because I don't want my name tarnished by your shite. So, enough from the clowns and enjoy your anniversary.